At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of the champion haircuts, but they also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hi, I'm Dan Soder. And I'm Big J. Okerson. And you're listening to the best of the bonfire. Stay tuned to hear some of our favorite moments from this week. You can listen to the bonfire live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Also, be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. Hey everyone, it's Jacob from The Bonfire. Fun guest this week on the show. On Monday, Big J asked everyone which celebrities their moms would have given it up for easily. Our guest Chris Stefano started off the conversation with the guy that everyone agreed was the number one pick for all moms, Magnum P.I. himself, Mr. Tom Selleck. Enjoy. Who uh, could bang your mom? That's a fun new game on the bonfire. We're hanging out with Chris Stefano, Dude, my mom is like such a devout Catholic woman, doesn't even utter a curse. But if you put a picture of Tom Selleck up, oh. she would be like, I will suck his fucking cock. She'll lose it. Dude, She'll Tom Selleck, right. come on. That, that might Tom be the trifecta. Yeah. Tell me Terry's yeah. not yeah. in the Tom. I know for a fact. Absolutely. Trish, Trish would run through me like a wet paper towel to get to Tom Selleck. <laughs> yeah. I could be, I could be, yeah. I could be dying of like a food poisoning or like choking my mom and if Tom Selleck was like, why don't you come out to my car and, uh, yeah. and throw me a heed or a beej my mom would be like, Dan, well, you had a good life. <laughs> you had a good life. <laughs> he stayed handsome too. He did. Tom Tom Selleck stays one. My mom just flicks her bean to Blue Bloods. Oh, dude. Blue Bloods. Selleck? Blue Bloods. You know what Blue Bloods is? And you get an older, mature uh, Don Wahlberg. Not, yeah. Tom Selleck on Blue Bloods is the Cinemax for mom's past menopause. Absolutely. Like, when women go past menopause, they watch Blue Bloods the way young teenage boys used to watch Cinemax. Absolutely. Oh, God, I hope there's some stability. Yeah. I hope, you know, if Tom Tom Selleck does, like, a really stable man thing. Oh, my God. I imagine my mom just, yeah, sitting down in, like, her cloud pajamas with with her dachshund, Larry, (laughs) just getting hot flashes watching Blue Bloods. Oh, my God. I imagine Trish having to get up for a refill of a martini in between a commercial break, moving Riley and Oreo. Guys, guys, move! I need to get a refill. Oh, she yeah. stir with the yeah. with the middle finger, and she just, and she just go like she doesn't take her eyes off the screen. She just goes, mm. <laughs> still looks good after all these years. Oh, that stash! That really does. Tom yeah, Selleck, Tom. that You're, thing velcros right into a mom bush. If I was a punk band, I would name an album your mom wants to fuck Tom, Tom Selleck. Selleck yeah. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Hey, Absolutely. how you doing? <laughs> Just him showing up at any guy, any of our mom's house. <laughs> how you doing? My car broke down. Tom yeah. Selleck. Do you mind if I use the phone? Oh. <laughs> oh, you know who's another one? You know who's another one that moms want to fucking, my mom wants to absolutely bang out? Kurt Russell. Kurt uh, Russell! Yeah, absolutely. Good one! Yeah. Are, you talk, are you talking uh, Tango and Cash Kurt Russell? Though? I mean, all of it. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. All of it. You watch now and go backwards. Yeah, she wants to fuck Kurt yeah. Russell. Big right Trouble, now. Little China. Yeah. No, as no one, 844-Comedy-9, no one's called in to say who's gonna, who they think would fuck their mom. Yeah, well, Kurt Rod Russell's Brooks, a great one. Rod Brooks, uh, our buddy that you met in San Francisco, you did his r- radio show. Huh? You did Rod's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He texted me, and he said, my mom's would have thrown me in a river to fuck Teddy Pendergrass. 
Okay. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. For, that's the black. She mom. wouldn't have had to. That's though, the black he, mom. Selick. His life ended in a wheelchair, so she could have got him by the. Yeah. Oh yeah, she could have just ran him down, or yeah. just stood in front of him. If she threw you in the river for that, Rod, she just wanted to throw you in the river. <laughs> she goes, but I get an excuse. I want everyone's parents to turn on the look now. at Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He, but it wasn't about even his looks; it was the voice. Oh yeah. That was one soulful. Yeah. To mom home. No, Teddy. <laughs> My mom's not. Home I thought right that now. was him. Hey, what's up, Jay? Terry around. Can hey. you make me a plate to bring home after I bust off in your mama? You've been working all hard at Etna. Your son's playing video games. Turn the TV up or you're going to hear your mom getting fucked hard. Let's do it in the shower so the kid can't hear. <laughs> What's that? Uh, huh? Huh? What's going on with your son's big head? Does he have some kind of super hearing? He goes like this. He goes, Can he feel our presence in his brain? <laughs> you got any Oreos or Pringles? I'm wondering who else is on the list. Bichette, Pendergrass, Russell, my mom Selleck. Was, my Selleck's number one. Yeah, Selleck's number one. I, my mom has been vocal about, and my Aunt Eileen, they want, they've always wanted to have a threesome with Michael Bolton. Yeah, Michael Bolton. He's another big one. But but again, Selleck is one. I'll tell you, I, I one that went for my mom, 70s, 80s, 90s, and now, Kenny Loggins. Mm-hmm. Buddy, I saw a billboard for Kenny Loggins. Let me tell you right now. Right now. No, dude, I, I, Trish could wash did, it he off. Did, he did it. I'm telling you, he, he went. Cat face? He is, he, cat face. Oh, that's sad. Look at Kenny Loggins now. On, you know, Kenny. There's the there's the picture actually. Oh, oh it's weird. Kenny, come on, Ken. It's odd looking. Did your mom ever get remarried? No, um, no, but she had like two long term boyfriends. Did you like them? I liked the one I didn't like. The one why I my friend's dad. Um, was, he was long term. He they dated for like five years, and then my he started dating a woman who lived directly across the street. So he dumped my mom. I was like seventeen when they got dumped. And this is in Brooklyn. This is in Brooklyn, literally directly across the street. Like I'm talking about, like the house across the street. He started dating that woman in there, and it like broke my mother's heart. Yeah, and yeah. My mom. I'm never. Did, did you talk to your friend about it? Were you like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude? I mean, it was like everybody. He was just a dick anyway. Like we, nobody's really friends with him. He's always a dick. So it was his dad. So my dad one time came to pick me up, take me to a basketball tournament, and my mom was sitting in a chair, looking out the window, like weeping. You know, like, and he was like, "What's wrong with your mother?" And I was like, "You know, the, he broke the gym, broke up with her." And he was like, "Well, what do you, you do anything about it?" And I was like, "What? Like, I'm a kid." <laughs> and he was, and he was like, "I was playing video games." And he was like, "I'm gonna go get bagels." And then he rang the bell across, and then all of a sudden, I hear my mother yelling, "Chris, stop, Tony! What are you doing?" And my dad had him like up <laughs> against like the steps and was like shaking him because my dad. And then my dad came back, and it was like a whole thing. The police were called, but like nothing happened. And my dad came back, and he was like, "You can't have your mother." crying like that you should have taken care of that yourself wow yeah and I was that's like, like having a dad yeah that sounds awesome yeah and i was just like i get it and then we went to staten island and he draw and he was like look i'm sorry i shouldn't have done that and he's like you know there's always that same same story with my dad he would do something he wasn't supposed to do and then but it's really just because he loved me and then he would explain to me on the ride how i should not do like what he told what I, what he just he did fucking shook shook him he pushed him around a little bit he like scared him and he was like look you know you can't date this lady anymore 
And then I, I don't, I never saw the guy again. We, none of us ever saw him again. I mean, he's okay, but I think he stopped dating that woman. That's crazy. And my mom. What liked- a weird way to break up with a woman. You go, a man threatened me. Yeah. <laughs> was that? Yeah. I got threatened my by a man. Ex's ex. Yeah. My ex's ex told me that if I keep dating you, he's going to cut my cock off. <laughs> I'm so, afraid. So I like my dick. Yeah. So that's, that's what, crazy. That's, yeah. That's, that's what happened. Oh man. Yeah. And then I was telling you, my dad, apparently, I, this was before I was born, or maybe my mom was pregnant with me, Dan Aykroyd was in Central, they were laying in the park, and uh, laying on the grass in Central Park, um, my mom and my dad, and uh, Dan Aykroyd apparently allegedly came by in rollerblades or a skateboard, and like my dad was like, went to go take a piss behind a tree or something like that, <laughs> and he, he had stopped and was like hitting on my mom. What? Yeah, my dad- On roller skates? Yeah, and he my, had the rubber stopper down? Yeah, my mom, my mom said, like, my dad was like, Close to getting in Aykroyd's face. How fucking awesome would that be if I was like, yeah, my dad punched Dan Aykroyd. Or, yeah, if your dad or Dan Aykroyd beat the shit out of my dad. On roller skates. That is the on roller thing, skates. Yeah. I mean, if a Ghostbuster takes out your dad while wearing roller skates, is your yeah. father a ghost? Dr. Yeah. Detroit? Doctor. That's, that's like my dad's just legit friends with Ozzy Smith. Really? The, like, the wizard? The wizard. He's just legit friends with him now because I went, I played in like in 2014, like the celebrity uh, softball game for MLB All Star yeah, Game. You had the show. I had the show. So I, first of all, I was getting batting tips from in the batting cage from Ricky Henderson and Ricky Henderson was speaking in the third person he's like Ricky Henderson would keep his that. weight back because guess who dated Ricky Henderson's niece you did this guy so you know he's third person guess who met Ricky Henderson at his house this guy, this guy. guess who learned what third person was because of that meeting this, this guy. guy so it was so weird so confusing but then it but then my I went 0 for 3 in softball so it's like extremely embarrassing yeah. I like popped out to the catcher Oy. and it was like Kevin Millar was the catcher and he was like man he said something stupid I was like fuck you Kevin Millar from yeah, the Millar from the Sox he was actually a nice guy but anyway on the bus home I was just getting ripped like my dad was like I'm embarrassed I want to take the letters off the back of that jersey and yeah. Ozzy Smith was like dying laughing That's and because so and, you know Ozzy Smith and, and my dad are from the same generation so like they had coffee the next morning and like hang out what's crazy yeah like they hung out I'm like, you still I, do a backflip uh, he looked like he could have. I mean, he was in great shape. And then Andre Dawson, the Hawk, dude yeah. from the Cubs, yeah. what a great fucking he hang! He was repping the Marlins in the World Series for some reason, but uh, yeah. the All Star Game. But yeah, yeah, he the went Hawk, down. He was one of the original yeah. uh, Fuller Marlins when they became around in 1993. Ricky Henderson, Ozzie Smith, and the Hawk all like my dad was like in the back of the bus with them. That is fucking, fucking awesome. Cool man. Shit. See what having a dad does for you. Hello, everyone. This is DJ Lou. On Wednesday, our guests were Mike Fenoya and the one and only Shuli from The Howard Stern Show. Everyone in the room had a very strong reaction to a story that came out recently about a comic who refused to play a comedy club after he heard that Louis C.K. would be performing there a week later. Enjoy! We're hanging out with Mike Fenoya and Shuli Agar today. Uh, Shuli's double album, Shulogy, comes out Friday 27th. I just heard from Jacob on the commercial break that... uh, a comic in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. was opening for Louis, or was going to open for Louis. Mm-hmm. They Louis switched CK. weekends on to describe the story from what I understand. Not Louis Anderson. He was opening for somebody else. It's not even that. He was scheduled <laughs> to open for somebody the second week of February, and then Louis got booked for like the fourth week of February. Yeah. So he wasn't and even so he, it wasn't even like he was booked to open for Louis. It was just a matter of. He said, of, I won't work a club that I works. I don't want to work a club that works Louis. Jesus. <laughs> All right, dude. I love it. All right, that's You're fucking freaking, crazy. That's your profession. I understand. Listen, man, you don't want to work with the guy. I wouldn't that's your even. Prerogative. That's your prerogative. Right. If right. you don't want it, I'm seriously not going to make tell someone, the announcement. Is because this is exactly the only reason he did it, and how stupid I, sucker wh- fucking Tignataro is to eat that shit. Because I, well, I guess we're going to read that Tignataro like reached out to him. Was what like, happened? I got gotcha. you. What happened? So he put it out on Facebook. 
Because he and, wants to be a hero in front of everybody. Right. Because, yeah. right. by the way, you can completely do this in silent. Yeah, you can sure. completely do this in silent sure. and go like, oh, you're working Louis C.K., you know what, thanks, yeah. thanks Pittsburgh Improv, I'm good. what? More comics would respect you more if you didn't fucking go out and This blast is like it. when an open micer quits comedy and announces yeah. it. <laughs> go, I think you know it's, it's I, a little... It's time for me to walk it's away. It's too toxic. <laughs> it's starting it... Oh, you couldn't fucking... What do you mean? You think maybe doing an entire Netflix special and the hook being that you're quitting comedy and not quitting comedy? Well, that's genius. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is is genius man if good. only I fucking <laughs> if only I looked exactly like me but was a woman <laughs> <laughs> January 24 2009 is my seven year oh my yeah, god so he's a seven year comic from Pittsburgh Stand and he runs a festival but it also it, his I, name is John Dick Winners yeah and John I think Dick put it, I think he put it on down? Facebook first but this is also it's like an open letter to the Pittsburgh current and oh so these God. are the comments from Facebook. You self-righteous knob. Can you make it bigger uh, so I can read it? He's just screaming to anyone that will listen. Right. Anyone. Like, like your style, sir. Was she talking to herself? <laughs> yeah, t- yeah. <laughs> I like your style, sir. Sorry, I was looking in the mirror. What's this John Dick Winter story? <laughs> <laughs> the girl Emily that comments on Tig's uh, thing of I like your style, sir, is exactly what happens in the situation where she wrote, did this really just happen? Because Tig books him. He, uh, sh- Tig writes, I like your style, sir. He writes, appreciate that. She writes, to make up for your gig, why don't you come open for me in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on 316? Uh, no travel, no hotel. No right. hotel. <laughs> uh, self-report. Uh, he can't writes, sell merch. He writes, wow, I'd love that. Thank you. And then two comments later. Don't sell merch. Can't talk about parents, farts, also, if or you Google. Have, if you have anything about fields, please keep it out. I got a whole <laughs> bit about it. Uh, but this girl writes, did that really just happen? Congrats for being a great stand-up and a stand-up guy. So now... It's not about if he's good at stand-up. No. Now, now no. he's called great at stand-up because he did something that this person this, agrees this with. This is her pinning a medal on yeah, him being in front like, of everybody. You're really good. I bet right. he's not really good. No. I bet I he's not great at stand-up. I'm going to offer him the open for me and be like, you just got to be cool with my... Just If you could do me a favor, don't talk about Parkland because I have a big piece about that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Christine was saying he's been trying to get in this club for a while, and so now he finally gets a chance, and... I guarantee you he wouldn't have done well at this fucking club. He's an all guy. He needs now he's going to kill no matter what at this show because yeah. her fans are aware of this. Oh man. And they're going to they're going to carry him in off. the water. They're going to carry him off like Rudy, yeah. you know? They're like You're forget like- it. <laughs> I don't know. You know what he's going to say, no, let me Dude, carry on. When, I, when I watch stand up, that loses my interest 10 minutes through. And then I just, because of my point 20 minutes later, I, I say that that was inspiring. Yeah. That's good comedy. That's great <laughs> comedy. Where I watch it for 10 minutes and I go, oh, I know this guy's trick. Yeah. <laughs> my guess would be, uh, well, he's a seven year comic. So he's probably like, I don't know how strong or not yeah. he is. But he's not strong enough that he, if, if you're stirring this up, it's not because you're ready for your your shot. This is, you're trying to get some sort of a shortcut here to do this. And again, you could do it all quietly. That's what's so fucking gross about it. You could, just, you could just do it. You could go, yeah, you know, I'd rather not be on a show with that I think person. the louder you are with shit like this, it, it just reflects on how few opportunities you truly have. Exactly. Right? Yeah. How, many, how few stages he can probably go up and perform at in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. And so now, here we go. Notice me. Here I am. I'm a comic. According to you. He the ain't same work comic, in the rooms, though. Yeah, the same comic that would have jumped at the chance to work with Louis. Of course. If it, if it got him the same amount of love. Of course. It's such bullshit. That guy would let Louis jerk off on him for <laughs> a fucking opening spot if he didn't think telling Louis, oh, I'm not going to work at a club. Reading, if, he didn't, if he didn't think telling the world, that wouldn't like. I'm reading, him up I'm reading a little bit of this, and there's like an air of like, he lets you know that he's progressive. At he's every, evolved. At, yeah, at every chance he gets. 
is uh, like the sentence, what I considered funny seven years ago compared to today is worlds apart. That's not true for me. I, I find, you know, I yeah. still find Dave Chappelle's killing him softly as oh, funny yeah. as I did in 2000. Bill Burr, let it go. Will let always it go. Be... One of the greatest stand-up hours of all time. Yep. Well, you're Patrice not involved. Patrice O'Neill's Elephant in the Room is one of the greatest stand-up specials of all time. Yeah. To say that you've learned lessons and you, now your comedy's different is such a self-masturbatory thing. Yep. I, I only do jokes where people don't get hurt because jokes to me are about... Healing. I've figured it out. I'm better than all of you. I figured it out. Because he says, uh, what I considered funny seven years ago compared to today is worlds apart. When I started, I was crude, foul, aggressive, and most importantly, not very funny. I say the F word freely. I'm not talking about fuck, by the way. I did a number of problematic things. I honestly don't recall if I ever wrote a rape joke, but 100% defended those who did under the guise of anything can be joked about. That was then. Much has changed in me since 2004, 2012. Again, that's the problem. The problem is the world's changing. You're doing some weird, like, fake adaptation to it. Mm. Because if you used to do that and it didn't work for you, do you know what I mean? Like it didn't work because right, he's right. The most important part he's right about is he probably wasn't funny at all. Exactly. It. Maybe two or three years in, I was getting very serious about stand up. I had started doing some DIY touring in bars, garages, <laughs> the garages. occasional living room. Who is he fixing up shit? <laughs> Hold on. Tor- he was on tour. Fenoya, skip ahead. Um, well, I, I, I found one sentence right here where he said, uh, and he's nonchalantly told me that I'd never work clubs. Not because I wasn't funny enough, but because I was too alt or I was too punk. Yeah, That's dude. what it is. Yeah, I forget that he yeah. worded it, but he basically was saying I was too outside of the mainstream of stand-up comedy Dan, to ever get what did we do this with. for before? He goes, yeah, they won't let me work. There. He goes, they said it's like no one could follow me, so they probably won't work. <laughs> <laughs> goes, Are you going to JFL this year? He goes, no. Nah, they were like, they, 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 they say I have to give somebody else a chance. Remember how I told like, you about like, Caroline's for losers? Remember how I told you, Caroline? Lines uh, passed on me for a weekend a year and a half ago. Well, I found out it was because it was too dangerous, and they said that yeah. my comedy warps brains. <laughs> yeah. And they said that. Uh, remember the movie? Night- they said that my audience is too huge and rabid. Yeah. Like they want it so I'm much that they go nuts. Now let me get to the real reason I'm writing this. About two weeks ago, I booked not one but two club for pay MC and feature work. Oh. Go bananas, which I love in Cincinnati in the Improv right here in Pittsburgh. Seven years, but hey, I'm just about happy for the opportunity. I was going to MC for comedian Pete Lee February 14th through the 17th. I was elated for about a week. Just a few days after being booked, they announced that Louis C.K. would be there January 24th and the 25th. What a great stand anniversary present. I assume the sarcasm is obvious, but for the uninformed, one thing I take incredibly seriously as someone who books upwards of 200 shows a year at my own venue and comedy festival (laughs) is not working with people who are fucking creeps. And there are a lot of them out there. Let me tell you. Here it is. This is the grandstanding. As a straight white guy who has some power in my field, I take my role as an ally seriously. I want my shows to be a comfortable place for women, POC, LGBTQ, and anyone else to perform. This guy's a riot. In the he past, I've, sell I've shut <laughs> down shows, banned comedians, and stood my ground as far as drawing a line in the sand considering who I will and will not work with. Okay, cool, man. Just he fucking... Why don't, you, why don't you jot down a funny thing in the middle of this? Why don't you... like If you're going to write this thing about my open letter to this... Thing, like why I'm not doing this for Louis? Like make it a funny article and say, like, yeah, fuck that sleaze bag. And yeah, call, I mean, make, use funny words. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, this is just... Well, you would have to be funny. This is that. so much mm-hmm. back-slapping. It's like... Just being like, and then I realized that, you know what? <laughs> Dirt wasn't going to clean up itself. I'm going to clean it up. So, so I started like, booking. And you know what? I got pretty good. And you're going to book Louie at a club? And it's like, that takes me back to uh, junior college. I sucked a guy's dick once. I don't even care. I did, okay? I wanted to see what the other side's like. I want to know what everyone's pain is. 
Three hundred isn't worth it for me to be a hypocrite. I just read that too. Right. Yeah, what a I just read that too. Douche nozzle is fucking. <laughs> what asshole. is? What's the number? Everybody's got one. Yeah. I'll tell you that. What number you turn to? That's a hypocrite. funny. I got oh. news. Every dude's gay if it means tax free. I mean, if they you let me headline mean? the if bookends, you, then maybe. Right. He goes Thursday, Sunday. That's decent. <laughs> well, you know. He goes, do I do I do a door split? Did he really do what anything wrong? I mean, he asked. Yeah. They wrote back. They go, you know, it was three hundred dollars per show. And he went, what? <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me once. I tried to stay on my ground something, and I nearly buckled at the end. It was oh, really? Roger Waters was coming to perform, and and I'm like, oh, anti-Semitic. I, I'm huge fan of Roger Waters, Pink Floyd. My wife is. Her birthday was coming up. He's doing the wall. I'm like, I, I'm gonna get his tickets. I go to a guy here. Never ask for tickets for anything here. I ask him. He fucking says, no problem. I'll hook you up. Roger Waters comes in to do some town hall thing. Shits on Israel for like two hours straight. Even went into it was like, I'm not talking music, just politics. They're like, oh, sure, cool. whatever oh, you want. Right. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Guy giving the interviews like, yes, that's what <laughs> that's I wanted. That's what everybody think. came to see. How are you talking And so uh, I'm listening to this and I'm like legitimately bummed. I'm like sad and I and I call my wife and I'm like, man, I'm bummed. This fucking guy just shit all over Israel. And my wife goes, you know what? I don't want to go. She's like, I'm not coming. You got family there. I got you. We're not doing this. I'm like, you sure? She's like, yeah. So I go up to the guy's office. I'm like, listen, I'm backing out. I don't want the tickets. He's like, why? Eh, that fucking guy shit on Israel for now. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I don't want to support that. He goes, fuck, man. I got you such good seats, too. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you go, fuck. You go, but he was, uh, and I go, He goes, dude, you were on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> How cool. yeah. What? <laughs> I got you. Not only that, but he was going to use the opportunity to say that there should be no wall between Palestine and Israel. <laughs> yeah. I got you seats in the flying pig. I literally oh. said, "Where exactly are the seats?" <laughs> well, and he's like, "Well, do you want them or not?" And I go, nah, "No, oh, no." Yeah, you, you didn't, didn't want to find out. I did. Start to finish. How am I going to look my wife in the eyes after this? This is. I mean, that's you know. I understand you standing up for that, and maybe this is this guy's thing where he's like, "I don't want to perform," but but I was stupid. I'm never going to get to again, see the wall again. Who gives a shit what that idiot? Thinks about it. It's true. You don't have to announce you know it to I the mean? world. Like he doesn't affect Just, Israel in any way. Uh, and you know, I get back at him. I don't buy his music anymore. I watch it for free on YouTube. Yeah, you yeah, totally should. But except you watch for free. But it's the same thing. Like uh, uh, I don't. I don't think Louis as as a anywhere near the villain they're making him for the stuff he's done. That's my personal opinion. Um, it would be cut and dry. You know if he I'm put not it. doing a show where somebody <laughs> uh, feels Louis. Um, I put... can't do a radio show. You're right, Shuli. You know what? Good job, Louis. You just extinguished the bonfire. I just, uh, I, I just don't I think four hundred dollars. I'll do it. I don't think. I think it's cut and dry decision if he did something physical to somebody or restrained somebody. But I don't think that's the case from what I understand. So uh, I don't. Th My judgment on that is just like I'm like. But I do think it's weird and odd and something sure. I would never do. And I hold all those opinions. I'm like, ah, he shouldn't have done that. It's that's weird. It's a weird thing to do, man. Yeah. It's an odd thing, and it makes people uncomfortable, and I get all of that. Um, and then they're like, Louis on stage. I'm like, oh, let's go pop and watch Louis set for a while. And they go, you could still watch him? I go, yeah, because I don't agree. I think, yeah, he's into some weird shit. He goes, I don't give a fuck. What, yeah. does, what the difference does that make to me? Hello, everyone. It's Black Lou. On Thursday's Lost Tapes episode, Big J revealed that Shannon, his producer from another podcast, who everyone fawns over, is corresponding with a prisoner. This led to everyone telling their own jail stories, and DJ Lou had a doozy to tell. As you know, we were talking about Shannon from Gas Digital is uh, getting ready. She went on a website to start talking to prisoners. It's making Jacob furious. Ooh. Yeah? I mean, I don't think uh, I would have a shot even if she wasn't into prisoners. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but that is not anything, that's not a negative to you. That is, she is specific. Yeah, the type. Yeah. She what's her, very, what's, very her uh, what's her type? 
Two uh, felonies and a misdemeanor? Yes, but like Meathead. She wants like Meathead. Are these pictures of her on Shiprock right now? Oh, she must have. Because she's on Shiprock. She's probably just getting fucking squat thrusted in the sniz. She's in a limp off that boat. Yeah. Well, just her and Ralph, huh? <laughs> her and old big head. Her and Ralph. Her and an old couple. <laughs> she does not know how to get down. Uh, Jacob, Shannon there? Pretty Shannon? Uh, I think no sex for nine months. And before that, it was two years. She went on a drought. I don't Whoa. know what her pickiness is. That's what it, Was it pickiness or was that just her going on a... On a on a hiatus for some reason. No, it's just a pickiness. It's like I can't find a part, and she keeps claiming nobody wants to fuck her, but that's just insanity. That is complete insanity. Everybody wants to fuck her. Jacob, of let's, course he let's does. Make this happen. Black Lou, DJ I, Lou, Christine. Have you hung with her? Have I you like spent I some time? No jail time. <laughs> I can't, can't impress her anyway. Did you, you can't impress her though because you're you're athletic, so you can like. Start putting Instagram videos of yourself doing prison style workouts where you have like <laughs> gallons of water in a towel, keep lifting yeah. them or something. Just do dips in a garage. Yeah, just dips. But I want me to draw a couple tattoos on your face. I can give you a Mike Tyson, a teardrop. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. Maybe a barcode on your neck. Yeah. I tell her you came here from future prison. That'll lube her up. <laughs> future prison. <laughs> I saw an old Instagram post and I knew I had to come back to the year 2019. To be with you. Oh, and that drought. Yeah. Knock down She's that got dam. Cans. That's yeah. Shannon. Nice girl, too. Really nice girl. I'd say also super talented board op and producer for the No Disrespect podcast on Guest Digital. Someone's trying to put wow. their Wow. Look at Lou. Listen to that. Someone, someone knows they naturally look like a prisoner. Old rest. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Lou, you're not the kind of prisoner she wants, though. She wants the guy I said doing like the body dips. You're the been there for a while, explain everybody how it goes, prisoner. Alphabet, <laughs> alphabet, alphabetizing books in the prison I'm library. Just, look, kid, you keep your head down. You keep your nose clean. <laughs> I can get you an extra cupcake if you ask nice. <laughs> I'm Brooks who hangs himself in Shawshank. I'd say uh, teach a class maybe in uh, engineering. <laughs> you need cigarettes? I got cigarettes, but they're my cigarettes. Hey, if God's your thing, they got that here too. <laughs> it ain't my thing. Could be your thing. You keep your head down, you learn to love white bread, and you move forward. <laughs> I, uh, man, Christine, you're really laying on that tit picture of Shannon. Uh, All right, we get it. You're into her. No complaints. Let's see the bikini yeah. shot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Damn. Now we're talking thick. Mm. Noise. She was a bartender before she uh, took over as, what What does she do again, She's Luke? still a bartender, but she's a producer and board op Holy for Holy shit. Wow. No Disrespect show on uh, Guest Digital Luke, what, what have you done? Why do you have this background knowledge? I'm a big fan of the show and- uh, Huge fan of Shannon. I'm a big fan of Shannon. She invited me on to her show, which is called- The Thing Is. Fuck. Why, you're on it? It was. No, okay. but he, Mike's trying to fuck her too. I mean, she, Lou, you guys have you guys have work in common to talk about too. You know, you guys yeah. can talk boards and levels and sure. that's compression, great, compression, all oh, the engineering biz. And I was in. I spent uh, three days in Central Booking once. Oh, dude, really? Did you three days? Fresh fish, fresh fish. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Let me guess, public drunkenness. Ding ding ding. Yeah, Nailed is that what it, it was? It was driving while impaired. 
Is that what's impaired? Yeah, I mean, that, it was, Why? were you wearing so, your drinking eye patch? Driving while awesome. <laughs> driving while awesome. <laughs> driving while cool. <laughs> driving while impaired. He goes, "Why did you prop? Did you make a bet that you can drive home in a straitjacket? <laughs> had your steampunk periscope coming out of the roof? <laughs> did you? Did you have a separated shoulder like Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon? <laughs> Pretty impaired. You're like, sorry, dog. let me just handle this right here. Gah! Ooh. Gah! I spent about four hours. Four to five hours? Yeah, in, in our enough. hometown. Uh, they busted up a, a keg party. In New Haven? North. North New Haven? They, yeah, they busted up no, a, uh, a keg party, and we all had to go sit. And uh, they brought us, they brought them uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, heck. Everybody got a, a bear claw and a coffee. <laughs> That's not jail. That's not jail. Yeah. Jail was in the tomb. It was like Mayberry. It <laughs> was pretty a, ridiculous. I got into three physical situations in 17 hours. It yeah. was a nightmare. Frozen baloney, right? Frozen baloney. Well, two of them were over frozen baloney. The other one was over giving a guy, to make, trying to get me to give him my watch. And uh, I held my ground. I held my ground nice. Stand your ground, law. Fuck jail. <laughs> I, tr I traded my bologna sandwiches for friendships. <laughs> That's not what happened, though. That's you gave it. your bologna sandwich to become somebody's Friend? bitch. <laughs> Give me your sandwich. Yeah, you like, I like the wording on that. Why is that not going to be a drop? <laughs> I traded bologna sandwiches for friendships? Well, that's not how that works. You that's owe most, that guy now. That's the most amigo thing he, ever said. He's the biggest black dude in there. and uh, Right, exactly. If you were there for another day, you would have had to suck his dick because you would have had no more bologna sandwiches to give him. Give me some of that bologna. He's like, you're, he'll be like, you're right, Lou. You need that bologna sandwich. Uh, I guess just suck my dick. We'll be even. And you'll be like, nah, nah, bud. You could, uh, you know, I'll give you my bologna sandwich. He goes, nah, too late for that. I don't know where you're from, but friends don't do that. Now I'm going to give you my bologna sandwich. No. Nope. In your cheeks. Give me, yeah. give me a big hug and said, see you on the outside. Three. That means you, he's going to find you on the outside. You have, you owe him a fucking dick suck, Lou. Well, he should have got me 20 years ago when I was hot. Wow. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about that. It's the softness of your beautiful mouth. Yeah. Nothing about that's changed. Now you got big, fat lady, flabby butt cheeks. You got all your, you got all your teeth. All used up. Beautiful baby blue staring up over his unkempt prison muff. You could, you could cigarette loogie onto his balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you really have done time. Some Ricola juice. I hope you like smoking Newports, because that's all you're going to get for that sweet ass and mouth Ooh. of yours. I know, because they smoked crack out of the Newports. I'll never forget that smell. Keep that clean shave, though. They don't like no fucking stubble hitting them in the nutsack. <laughs> Do you ever write this in a letter to Eddie Vedder? Why, so they can make a song out of it? Yes. <laughs> Three days in the shit. Trading baloney first. Friendship. <laughs> this is my friendship sandwich. A bologna sandwich for friendship. I traded a bologna sandwich for friendship is the best wording of frighteningly gave my bologna sandwich to a bigger guy. Starved for three for days. When I picture this bologna sandwich, it's a piece of white bread, maybe two pieces of bologna, another piece of white bread. But this isn't deli bologna. We're talking Oscar like Meyer. Oscar Mayer, like a, a real hank of bologna. <laughs> Henry of bologna. <laughs> that is just grotesque. Bologna's the it worst It comes in a in wet world. bag. It really and they is give you, And they give you a, a chocolate milk, which I thought was weird. <laughs> but I mean, some people were taking it like they were just getting handed escargot. <laughs> <laughs> Jail sushi? Uh, yeah. A guy pulled out a handkerchief and tucked it into his neck of his shirt. Wow. <laughs> Lou, did you eat when you were in the clink? No, you had, but you had tons of friends. Yeah. <laughs> you were starving, but nonstop conversation. I, no, but I trust falled all through lunch. <laughs> I, and at one point, I, uh, I cried like the, the, the fat guy in uh, Shawshank. 
You couldn't take it anymore? I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. I put my face up against the bars and said, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> Dude, you might as well, after you said that, just licked your palm and ran oh, it up your ass crack. Because you're going to want to lube up for what was that? Lou. Lou. We all feel that way. As a white man behind bars, that's how you feel. <laughs> But you're not supposed to say that. In fact, you're supposed to make it look like you do belong there. You got to eat those. You should have just ate your tears. That would have filled you up. You think I want to fight people that are comfortable in a jail cell? I didn't. But at some point, you're like, well, they're not going to let me die in the holding cell, are they? So you might have to take a shot to the chops or two to let people know I might have to go to sleep at some point. Please don't attack me. Wow. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed this week's Best of the Bonfire. You can listen to the show live every Monday through Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. East on Comedy Central Radio, Sirius XM 95, or on demand on the Sirius XM app. Be sure to follow us on all social media at The Bonfire SXM. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom. Crop out. Yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and not a yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.